Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. All right, we just kicked off season six. We are in 2022, also known as... The Triple Deuce. <laughs> it's catching on, people. Yeah. Thanks, Whitney, for using that hashtag. Yeah. Getting it going. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exploding. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time with Boys to Men. They were so good. Today, we're doing the Boys to Men of the 2000s. <laughs> They do kind of wear matching outfits and things like that now. Oh, they do now. That's right. Yeah, They've got their little like futuristic Oliver Twist thing going on. (laughs) And we're talking, of course, about Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) What's Alabama known for? The band, that is, not the state. I don't need to know what the state is known for. I think we're all well aware. (laughs) The band, I mean, Dixieland Delight, Mm. High Cotton. No. The closer you get. I thought they had like a Mbappa Mau Mau type moment. No, you're thinking of Oak Ridge Boys. No, but I'm saying a a moment, like they had a song like that that made them well known. They had lots of songs. Major hit makers in the country. I just don't know any of the songs. They actually have their greatest hits and there's some good songs on there. Well, I'm sure we'll do an uh, Alabama Oh, at least one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, before we jump into Coldplay. Oh, I thought we were doing cosplay. Oh, dang it. That explains why you're dressed that way. (laughs) I I totally misread that text too quickly. My daughter, MC, who listeners will know from our folklore epipod, she and her generation actually is really into Marvel. Yeah. In December, the Hawkeye series came out. Okay. Yep. There's a point where he has to go into a cosplay situation to get an actual relic back. He has to agree to come do cosplay and lose to this guy. It's really funny. Is it funny? Is it more action? Is it sort of in the Marvel? It's great. Yeah, Yeah. it's in that. It's got a lot of humor to it. Nice. Yeah, it's really funny. We always get so much listener interaction here on Finest Work Songs. We also get a ton of email that gets sent to us. We do uh, like to share some of the, the really good emails and sentiments and messages and thoughts that some of you, the Finest Work Songs listeners, will send in. We do that in a little segment we call Kenny Gmail. This Kenny G mail is actually in reference to our most recent listener's choice folklore. Epipod. Oh, wow. A yeah. recent email. Yeah. Yeah. The author is Hairstyles Woman. Oh, is it a Swifty? Do we have a Swifty? Oh, on I hands? imagine Swifties are big on hairstyles. Probably what, what hairstyle Taylor's wearing now. Sure. What that means. What's the coded message in, in her oh, new man. perm That's or whatever. Right. Perm. <laughs> Actually, I feel like she does have a perm. Probably on her Christmas album. Uh, I think so. Or early on. This email says, I am no longer positive where you are getting your info, but great topic. I needs to spend a while finding out how much more or working out more. Thanks for fantastic information. I used to be in search of this information for my mission. Oh. Yeah. And what do they need to be doing? To spend a while finding out much more or working out more. Okay. I didn't see that coming. I, well, I, I thought it, I needs to find out more, maybe about Taylor Swift and folklore. Well, those Swifties, they're very covert. I could see the Swifties being sort of those Mission Impossible type yep. people yeah. where it's a combination of action, fitness, mm-hmm. and really espionage. Good so yeah. I'm glad that we could... Help that person out. Yeah. Whenever you needs something. We're here to meet all your need. <laughs> this one comes from Jeffrey Gleaton at Hotmail.com. He writes, I do like the manner in which you have framed this difficulty. Plus, it does provide me personally a lot of fodder for consideration. On the other hand, coming from what I've witnessed, I just wish when the actual commentary pack on that people keep on issue and in no way start 
on a soapbox regarding some other news of the day. Does He's he have a website? iFashionStyles.com. Oh, we've seen fashion styles before. <laughs> Harry's brother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is iFashionStyles. Okay. So Let me look that up. Here we go. Huh. 15 best Dutch braid hairstyles to keep you trendy in 2020. In 2020? Yeah, and and it's dated January 13th, 2022. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, here we go. No, that's weird. I'm getting iFashion Styles uh, ads on my Instagram now. That... Thanks, Jeffrey. Matt, my phone is frozen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we do thank you for the email. We love all the email we get from the fans. Uh, so please, listeners, keep those emails coming. Find us work songs at Gmail. Maybe we'll read one of yours in a future Kenny Gmail. Listeners, we always like to begin with our memories. So, Matt, what is your memory of Coldplay, A Rush of Blood to the Head? In 2002, Charity and I went to Charlotte. Were you married at this point? Yes, we've been married about a year and went to see you too on the Elevation Tour. Managed to get general admission. You know, that stage on that tour was like a heart-shaped in the round stage. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we managed to be inside the heart. So we were 10 feet from the stage, like at all times. Whoa. Which was incredible. Did uh, you touch the edge? I went to the edge, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but the music that was played on the, the PA before the show was this British like alternative band. And there seemed to be about a, a handful of people around us who knew every word to every one of these songs. Oh, wow. It was Parachutes, Parachutes. Was Coldplay's first album. I remember coming back from that show, a friend burned us a copy of Parachutes, and it was cool because it was in my wheelhouse of alternative rock kind of thing. This is, to me, the album where all their strengths kind of come together. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your memory of Coldplay? Matt, you know I originally grew up in Scotland? Oh, yeah. wow. You really honed in on not having that accent too strong. I was able to uh, adapt a Middle Eastern seaboard. Sure. Delmarva. No, not Delmarva. I still don't believe that's a thing. Although I have to admit, after that epipod, you did send me some evidence. Yeah. You also sent me evidence that the moon landing was a hoax, so I don't know what to believe these days. I have my sources. (laughs) It was in a pretty rough time. There was a lot of battling going on Mm. between my people and the English. Sure. They were trying to take our land. They were trying to enslave us. I just said, I'm not going to stand for it. So I just started attacking. Sure. Yada, yada, yada. Battle, battle, battle. Blood, blood, blood. Decapitation. (laughs) (laughs) But I inspired my people. I brought them together. I said, we can do this. We're going to be creative. We built these big, long stakes and put them on the ground. They were hidden. And so as the English were riding up to us on their horses. What year was this? I don't know. I'm a kid of the 80s. Okay, yeah, sure. Do the math. Um, (laughs) As they rode up on our horses, you pull up the long spikes too early and they'll stop their horses. Sure. So it's got to be right at the moment. Mm -hmm. So. On my command, they're bearing down on us. They're riding the horses, just like, tick, 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 yeah. and here they come. And then the guys are getting nervous. That's good. Thank you. Put me back there. <laughs> and they're getting nervous, you know, but I was just like, hold. Horses are coming and the guys are shaking, you know. And I was like, hold, stay. And one of the guys is just like, did you say Coldplay? <laughs> I was like, uh, what? Did you say Coldplay? Horses are bearing down on us, you know. Uh, I was like, can we talk about this later? Yeah, weird timing. Anyway, after that battle, I was like, anybody know what he was talking about with that Coldplay thing? They're like, oh, it's this English band. Oh, and man. so I wasn't interested. Yeah. While we were taking our dead off the field, somebody started singing The Scientist. Oh, wow. And that really touched my heart. I said, what tune is that? And he yeah. said, it's Coldplay. I was like, dang it. I guess I'm going to have to check them out. Yeah. That's how I found out about Coldplay. Man, that's crazy ironic that you're sitting there killing the English. Yeah. And then you get introduced to this English band. That just is killing it. Yeah, they're killing it like y'all are. <laughs> yeah. What a story. 
I still love that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it in years, but we watched it a lot. I always wondered, like at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. are they like disemboweling him, or were they like, like tickling his feet? Because <laughs> you can't really tell. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> So yeah, he became a legend, just like Coldplay. Yep. Let's get into the album. Coldplay's 2002 release begins with Politic. So they wrote this song on 9-11. He said they were confused and frightened, and he told the band that he wanted a song where they just hit our instruments as loudly as possible (laughs) and dispensed with the idea of fragility, not to waste the potential missed opportunity of living in the now. It breaks away from everything we had heard up to that point. It's also really different than everything else that follows on this album. So it's a brave way to start an album leading up to this they kind of questioned whether they wanted to keep going on really it was sort of like how do you deal with this pretty sudden fame with parachutes but they wanted to be a band what was the issue with well i think it's just how do you follow that up i know they wrote a ton of songs and trying to figure out how to follow up that album the four songs after this are bona fide hits and singles and what we know coldplay for and they could have easily let off the album with any one of those oh yeah and it would have been like your standard hit making template of an album while it is different from the other tracks that follow up it fits as an opening mm-hmm. i've never thought it's not radio song yeah. Off of yeah, right, time. Right. yeah he said that in the early stages that he would sing look at earth from outer space isn't this a crazy place <laughs> and that will the drummer would give him a look like dude that's so that's dumb a, that's a terrible line yeah what did he change it to look at earth from outer space everyone must find a place that's a little better a little <laughs> It's fine. Let's introduce the band real quick. Mm -hmm. We got Chris Martin and then some other guys. (laughs) We said Will, so Will gets a mention. I watched some of the documentary last night, and they had a friend from university days Mm -hmm. follow them around and film them. Like way back, early early days. In the 90s when they're just hanging out in the dorms. They met at uh, University College London, so that they were friends for a year before ever even playing music. Mm. Five or six bands spawned from their dorm. Hmm. There's always bands and everything, but it seemed like a very musical place in right. a musical time. The band Keen 
mm-hmm. they were close with those guys. Sounds like it. Yeah. They're very, <laughs> yeah. very similar. Yeah. But anyway, the band Coldplay ended up being Johnny Bucklin on guitar, mm-hmm. which is just a great rock and roll name. Johnny Bucklin. Guy Berryman on bass and Will Champion on drums. Four dudes just seemed to be really based in their friendship. Mm-hmm. They didn't put an ad in the university paper, you know, looking for bassist or anything yeah. like that. They, yeah. were just, they were just friends. Most like U2 and NWA. They're always these weird combinations yeah. to show how musically educated you are. Yeah. That documentary was cool, though, because he had filmed them and been with them on this journey. There's a moment in there where it's the end of the year party in 1998, and Chris Martin is on camera, just talking to the camera like he did mm-hmm. back then. And he's talking about, you know, we're going to be huge. This is going to be on the national television four years you wait and then it cuts to glastonbury four years and three days later it gave me chills you yeah. know it's like oh my gosh yeah what a ride how many bands say that oh yeah, yeah. i mean every every band says that yeah. like, oh we're gonna be we're gonna be huge and then you get what was the the band on uh voice to men the a sudden impact sudden impact <laughs> <laughs> you're like well what never happened to him sudden impact i'm sure was like we're going places we're in the video from motown philly right we're <laughs> gonna be huge yeah but then, you know, to kind of speak it into existence like that, that's awesome to, to see it actually happen. And cool that it was four years and three days later. Yeah. Glastonbury headlining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's insane. Hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Did he also say, hey, I'm going to marry a Hollywood actress? <laughs> no. <I don't> think <laughs> and all the other guys are like, oh. Oh, uh, here you go. What else are you going to do? <laughs> hey, I'm going to invent a color run. <laughs> Every time I see them, man, it's colors exploding all around them. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move on to the second song. This is In My Place. Grammy for this one. How about that? Yeah, not bad. They had left it off the first album, about to leave it off of this album. Yeah. It didn't even make the cut two times until the very end. Apparently, Chris Martin thought the whole album was, quote, rubbish. This album? Right up until the end. Wow. I think they re-recorded a few things and changed some things up and added this one. Mm -hmm. Probably a good decision (laughs) to have this song on the album. Got to be one of their 
signature songs. They have so many songs after this. We could talk about all the albums that came afterwards and everything, but this is Coldplay to me, this album right here. Okay. He's got this introspective thing going on. You know, I was lost. I crossed lines I shouldn't have crossed. Mm-hmm. How long must you wait for it? You know, yeah. it's not really detailed, but there's sentiments mm-hmm. that he sings about and emotions that get captured that his voice does really well. A longing. A longing, in the yeah. Voice. Mm-hmm. And the music matches it too. I mean, this is post-college. I moved down to North Carolina in mm-hmm. the year 2000, living with some roommates, dating somebody long distance, working a teaching job. It's miserable. <laughs> you know, so yeah. just Coldplay hit. <laughs> at the exact yeah. right time. Yeah. I, I could see that. I remember my mom telling me that her dad, my grandfather, had said early to mid-20s was the hardest time of life. I could see that. Granted, for him, that was the Great Depression that he lived <laughs> through. So maybe he was talking more he, specifically. He was literally talking about the 1920s. Yeah, <laughs> right. The 20s, yeah. <laughs> she misunderstood it. And I was like, oh, man, Grandpa knows. Yeah. It's that sort of like, if you went to college, then you've got this idyllic, place mm-hmm. this bubble that you're in mm-hmm. and then you all scatter generally yep. yep and even if you stay in the same place you're you're the, working yeah you're, you're not hanging out all the time like you were you no know, you have responsibilities you didn't have before yeah you don't have enough money so you're not able to do all the fun things that you want to do or yep. yeah i think coldplay is perfect for that all right next song god put a smile on your face sort of nebulous lyrics yeah. and what does it mean and it could mean lots of things yeah your guess continue. is good as mine <laughs> right. it's perfect for that time of life mm-hmm. that we were in you're figuring out friendships and relationships outside of the bubble mm-hmm. of college this is an example of a band that hit at the right place for us mm-hmm. at stage of life but you know if we were in middle school yeah. there's probably a similar Sense. feeling that yep. you would have it's not telling a story that you have to be so locked into and tied to yeah it is just phrases and feelings. Driving home from your teaching job. Exactly. And you're, you can kind of interpret it how you want. It's not like some anthemic storytelling country song that's yeah so highly detailed and you know who shot who in which <laughs> saloon and having to keep up with details like that. You can just kind of let it flow over you and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. A lot of the songs on this album and what Coldplay has been described as is simplistic. Yeah. Sparse. And I don't know if I'd say sparse. 
Yeah, not sparse, but... Sparse makes it seem like there's a lot of space. They yeah. fill it up. They fill up the space. With Coldplay, you're not getting blistering guitar solos and no. power chords. Or intricate bass lines. No, it's the vocals and piano and keyboards, and they all kind of fill in the space. The guitar is there to almost add emotion to it versus carrying the tune. I remember reading a quote from The Edge where he was like, he felt like he never wanted to just waste a note on the guitar like every sort of note he plays is intentional and has a place for it Mm -hmm. you get that feeling from Coldplay like there's not going to be a random spare note out of place and I don't mean that in a oh they're overly produced and it's and they're trying to be too perfect no what I mean is they're playing just what they need to fit the song perfectly yeah it does feel a little bit formulaic at times Mm -hmm. a song like this I like that there's a little bit of harsher tone mm-hmm. on the guitars. It helps to break up what can become monotonous if it's yeah. just like note and note and bass yeah. is playing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> right. The song is kind of sandwiched between other like massive soft quintessential yeah. Coldplay soft hits. Yeah. One critic said that God put a smile upon your face is the slinkiest and best thing Coldplay have ever done. Hmm. What does slinkiest mean? I don't know. Is that a British term for clever or something? made me think of like sleazy okay a little bit yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe so apparently this was in season two of the series alias oh did y'all watch alias we have not watched alias i kind of want to go back and watch it because people it, love alias i don't think it will be as shocking as it was for Kristen and i because mm-hmm. we got married and then binged that okay first year of marriage is <sighs> what like, a honeymoon is <laughs> first year of marriage is marked by alias yeah. and <laughs> Part of it was, you know, you're watching and there's this whole like undercover agent type thing. And then she finds out about these bad guys and she goes into the trailer of like her handler. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I figured out this is connected to this and this person, you know, basically paints a picture of some corruption three levels deep. Mm-hmm. He unfolds this map and shows her that you're basically looking at three levels of something that is hundreds of levels. Yes. Yeah. Spiderweb. And yeah. it's always stayed with me. Okay. That image of, I think I know what's going on. And then somebody reveals like, no, this is a whole yeah. world we're dealing with here. That was the first show that I saw with the twists and turns yeah. that a Breaking Bad has mm-hmm. or Lost. Now going back, I don't think it will be as impactful as it was then. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to how we've talked about a movie like Die Hard. Well, I had not seen Die Hard in probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. Every Christmas you read the debates of oh, best Christmas movies right. and Die Hard's on there. I will agree. I do think it's a Christmas movie. We watched it over the, the holidays and even the whole yippee part. Yeah. In my mind, as like a 12-year-old, however old I was when I saw it the first time, I thought he said that line right before blowing something up, jumping down Does like he an elevator shaft. No, he says he says it, and then he like enters a stairwell. Yeah, in my mind, that was like the line of the, the movie. The line, yeah. yeah. And, and even a couple of my kids had heard people talk about that line. You say that all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm always like, you know, <laughs> passing the bread, and I say that, you know. Um, I got an A on my spelling test. Well, yippee ki beep. <laughs> Even the kids were kind of like, that's it? Yeah. That's the line, you know? Yeah, it's like something that was really tricky when you're young. Yeah. Well, since then, things have developed to get even more complex or more tricky. So mm-hmm. you look back, it's so simple. Yeah. It's similar to when, like, your parents show you a comedy sketch from, like, Laugh-In or something. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you watch it, and you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. You're thinking, have you seen Kids in the Hall? Mr. Show? Yeah. You know? Then I'll show my kids Kids in the Hall, and they're like, huh. Yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of funny. That's kind of yeah. funny. It's not as impactful as it was for us growing up. Yeah. Let's keep rolling. Next song is The Scientist. 
This is about Dr. Fauci. I think so. Yeah. Or Frankenstein. More than two. <laughs> Something about the piano, I think, that is kind of slightly out of tune. Out of tune. Mm-hmm. Like if you played along with it, that mm-hmm. it wouldn't exactly match. Also, the chords that he's playing, like doesn't GCD. Yeah, he plays some pretty complex voicings in mm-hmm. there, so he really is talented. Yeah, and we'll talk about this. There's a ton of hate for Coldplay. Yeah. yeah, and so even doing this album, I thought, oh, Coldplay. I don't listen to them anymore, but I don't know the reason for the hate. Yeah, as I got back into this album, I thought, no, they're actually really talented. He does this melancholy thing, but it's mm-hmm. not just the lyrics. And you can't do just melancholy mm-hmm. chords or melody. You got to yeah. do both. And it all has to mesh. If he had just terrible lyrics, we wouldn't like this song. Yeah. Even if it felt melancholy. He reaches our emotions. Mm-hmm. Can't deny that. Yeah. And maybe that's why people hate him. I don't know. He was apparently trying to come up with a song similar to George Harrison's Isn't It a Pity? Something. kind of feel that feel and that tempo with the song i think that hate that you talked about kind of comes from the fact that a song like this that does all those things you just said it musically it's emotional lyrically it's emotional Mm -hmm. it can be anthemic it's the kind of song that essentially spurred every key high emotional point of Grey's Anatomy for like the next 15 years i mean like any sort of tv drama show whether it's this or like the fray or I mean there's yeah it's, it's heavy piano it's it's 
lush vocals, it's emotive. Probably say it, it kind of started with this song. This spurred it. And so yeah. the hating on Coldplay thing, it comes from bands and artists who get really, really big. Sometimes there's a, an instinct to like, oh, to kind of get tired of them. He goes Hollywood and marries Gwyneth Paltrow. And yeah, do you think people hate? I mean, I don't think that? people necessarily hate it kind of elevates you from English college band who got really, really big to now you're a super celebrity. It's the whole Christy Brinkley, Billy Joel thing. Yeah. Do people not like it when an every man who is only famous because of his music marries some model or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, Could be. We talked about Counting Crows, Mm -hmm. Adam Duritz dating the friends. People are like, what? It somehow gives people the impression that you're not as genuine. Like, it's not about the music anymore. It's about the fame and it's about the celebrity. Maybe it's for people who were vulnerable and we believed them. Then when they get famous, it's like, oh, this is all fake. Yeah, this could be. Yeah. And I think the other thing with Coldplay is they got bigger and bigger. We talked about like they're wearing like matching colorful clothes and there's this whole look to them, which again, doesn't seem like you're the four college guys just kind of driving yourselves to gigs and make a go of it. I think people give the sentimentality and emotion a hard time. Yeah. I've heard it said that they're like a an aural chick flick. Oh yeah. It's thin. It's not real. It just tugs on your emotions. But I don't know how you listen to the song and you don't, you're not feeling something. Yeah. I've been trying to figure it out. I've been digging into why people hate them. There's a couple of reasons that people put it out there, but there doesn't seem to be one specific thing that makes them insufferable to people. Must be some combination of all those things we mentioned. They're not hard or gritty enough for some folks. Probably. Well, and a lot of that music at that time, Snow Patrol, Keen, The yeah. Fray, mm-hmm. there's like a dozen bands like that. You can look back and you're like, that's eh, kind of lukewarm. Yeah. Coldplay feels very lukewarm. And mm-hmm. so they did evolve from oh, yeah. that. People don't hate on Snow Patrol or Doves. No. And maybe that's because Coldplay kept going. Mm-hmm. They got too big. If they stopped with this album, would I don't think people would be hating on Probably Coldplay. Not. They Probably would look not. back and be like, man, that album was great. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, a couple albums later, Viva La Vida comes out, and that's another just massive album, yeah. huge hit. They get even more lush and, and mm-hmm. highly produced, and I still love that album. But I, I feel like that's also where, like, the hate for them began. That's where they became mega, mega superstars. Up until that point, the songs, like, from this album are the, the songs you hear on Grey's Anatomy type shows, and, and yeah. you're hearing them a lot. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's it's that they're kind of pigeonholed into, like, if you're listening to the soft rock station, the folks who love TV nighttime dramas, you're hearing Coldplay. And it's kind of is all in that mix. They're like the 2000s Yacht Rock. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, that soft rock, there's a softness. Mm-hmm. In researching The Hate, someone talked about their Super Bowl performance and said, Chris Martin is a man who seemingly cannot transition between one place and another without skipping. <laughs> <laughs> it says he slides across the floor like a toddler at a preschool disco, high on calypso cups, and punches and kicks the air. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't love what they've become, kind of the whole hand spinning, the whole color run. Mm-hmm. Would we have those without Coldplay? Gosh, it makes you wonder. Because every concert, they're just exploding color into the color air. Color and, and confetti. And I haven't seen them live, but just watching online, it reminded me of that sort of intimacy and closeness that I felt from the scientist and mm-hmm. in my place. They somehow took that and they, they made that corporate mm-hmm. in that sense. It's very much, it's emotions, but it's very out loud. Yeah. Everyone together singing and feeling those emotions. Yeah. Like when I see the footage, I absolutely want to be there. To me, they out you two, you two in yeah. that sense. I can see that. I mean, we saw them on the Viva La Vida tour. Oh yeah? What you just described is perfect. It's how you take this intimate, emotional 
personal connection and put it into like a stadium or an amphitheater and they make it work somehow. They came out in the middle of the crowd and did like a smaller acoustic uh-huh, kind of set. Uh-huh. They shot the confetti up. They are able to do that, like you said, as well as you two, maybe even better than you two. The reason I think they do it better is because that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Where you two rocks and then they will have moments where everybody's singing. I still haven't found what I'm looking for together. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. You went to the show, but it feels like most of the Coldplay show is those moments. Yeah. People love it. Absolutely. What a breakup song. If you've broken up with somebody, it's such a shame for us to part. Yeah. Nobody said it would be easy, but nobody said it would be this hard. Like everyone can relate to yeah, that. Exactly. Because you know? he doesn't get into specifics. No. It's not like, girl, I'm sorry. <laughs> I cheated on you. Yeah. You know. Okay. Next song, Clocks. I think it was this song in concert when we saw them mm-hmm. not surprising towards the end of the show big hit crowd favorite starts off with that piano when the rest of the band kicks in that's when the confetti came out really yeah okay thousands of people singing along caught up in the moment confetti shoots up in the, the sky everybody's reaching for confetti it's a souvenir of the show of the moment we can pick on them and hate on them all we want but it's a big moment in that show and it works it was a great moment they bring it yeah they can bring it live like that for me this is that Coldplay sound it's quintessential it's piano yeah piano with driving bass and drums Mm -hmm. behind it and simple lead guitar lines So, Matt, seems like we both agree Coldplay, not deserving of all the hate, at least to the degree that people spit venom (laughs) at them. Especially this era of Coldplay has a place in my heart because of the stage of life, Mm -hmm. the way they gave voice and emotion to that time and place I was in. Now, listeners, one thing that we do is we always challenge one another. If you had to remove a song, which one would it be? Mm -hmm. Matt, you're going to go on a run. Oh, no. Just around the neighborhood, and they're going to be in the Coldplay mobile <laughs> beside you with a truck, and it's going to be filled with like people dancing, and they're going to be shooting color out of you. Paint guns with yeah. color. And... Every time you go for a jog, it's going to be a color run by Coldplay oh, if you don't remove a song from A Rush of Blood to the Head. So if you had to remove a song, which one would it be? Sure. I do think this album as a whole holds up pretty well. I think it's also very front heavy. There are some later songs that even when I was really into this album, I didn't spend a lot of time with. Mm -hmm. So I think the album kind of fades off a bit uh, in the second half of it. But for me, the song I would remove would be 
a rush of blood to the head. He said, I'm gonna buy this place and burn it down. I'm gonna put it six feet underground. He said, I'm gonna buy this place and watch it for There are other songs that Coldplay does where it's really just Chris Martin and a strumming guitar, and I think they're beautiful. This one just is very blah to me. Even when it picks up? Even when it picks up, and it seems like he's even trying in some ways to tell a little bit more of a story, giving nebulous emotion. That's what I want out of my Coldplay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the one I would remove. Okay. What about you? What song would you remove? I would take off Green Eyes. Green Eyes, you're the one that I wanted to find. Anyone who tried to deny must be out of their mind. I like my Chris Martin plucking on that piano or dancing around kicking the air (laughs) spinning skipping skipping. it just kind of feels like a mediocre folk song see that's one of the ones i like it's a little bit more upbeat some pretty melody i think to to green eyes the strumming is a little bit more upbeat yeah i think it feels like kind of bad country feel i could see that that's that's the part where i'm just like guys don't lean country yeah you're not wilco before we close out it's time for your senior quote It's your senior year. Mm-hmm. You got your yearbook picture. You're about to say goodbye, move on. Peace out. With a job or with college. And under your senior year picture, you get to put a quote to represent either the journey that you're closing out or the road that lies ahead. Mm-hmm. So Matt, from Rush of Blood to the Head, what would your senior quote be? Yeah, I think this one to me encapsulates what we're feeling at that time where you're on the precipice of the next stage of life. Mm-hmm. I would pick these lines from Clocks. Confusion never stops, closing walls and ticking clocks. That feels similar to me, the person in the 70s, like using a Pink Floyd line. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We always talk about the different approaches that we would take. Yeah. I kind of want to leave people with a little bit of mystery Mm -hmm. and make them kind of wonder, like, did I really know that guy? My senior quote would be, I'm going to buy this place and burn it down. Whoa. (laughs) People would be like, wait, what? Is he going to really buy the school? Can you do that? Can yeah. you buy a Is school? Is he an evil villain waiting to happen? <laughs> Mystery. Are you, are you listening right now? We love engaging with you on social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter at Finest Work Songs or on our Facebook page. Be sure to check out our, our website, finestworksongs.com, and please keep those emails coming to our Gmail account, finestworksongs at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe we'll read a Kenny Gmail of yours in a future epipod. We'll be back with another epipod soon. Valentine's Day is coming. <laughs> if you need love advice, this is not the place, but we'll have some music for you. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat 